Hi! It's Curio. We're here. <laughs> and we've got cameras. Our, we're, we're doing an experiment to see what happens. We're we learning and experimenting, and I don't know where to look. There are cameras. Uh, there so are three cameras. cameras on us and two microphones. And your face. And, and my face and your face. And my face. Yeah. Welcome to episode 42. 42. So I have been a big um, fan of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy that's made up of five books for most of my adult life. <laughs> and when I said to you last week, like, oh, next week's episode 42. <gasps> because in the books, 42 is a big deal or not. 42 is the answer it's to the all answer. of the questions. Mm -hmm. I did a little research. What did you What did you 42. find out, Kimmy? I didn't get through the whole book, and I feel really bad. I tried. You shouldn't feel bad. Well, I wanted to finish it so that we could still talk can. about it more. But I started thinking, <laughs> I realized that last week when you said, you were like, well, let's do Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because it's our 42nd episode. And I said, okay. And then um, I realized that it was the anniversary of Owsley Stanley's death. Owsley Stanley was um, the creator of the Wall of Sound for the Grateful Dead. And he, um, he started making LSD all on his own uh -huh. before it was illegal. So um, previously it was kind of procured from the government. Right. Um, so Owsley, Owsley supplied um, Ken Kesey and the Merry Pranksters with their LSD for the acid tests. Oh. And um, so I started digging around in that. I thought, oh, that's really interesting. You know, like has this, this happened and then Owsley. And in the book, um, there, was, there was a piece about um, sound. Like there was just a little excerpt about sound. And so I kind of ran with that and went down the rabbit hole. And so I looked up um, the sound frequency 42 on the piano so I can hit that out for you. It's a very deep, deep sound. Oh. Um, but it just, it was an interesting um, rabbit hole that I can't quite, I have to look at my notes. You haven't quite put all the pieces I together yet. Because it was right before I left and I was really excited about it. Um, boop, boop, boop. That's the wrong one. Oh, there's cameras on me. This is... <laughs> I just got used to the whole voice thing. Right. And she didn't even know we were doing this tonight. Um, so uh, so last Tuesday was the eighth anniversary of Owsley's death. Um, he, he, <laughs> he's mentioned in lots of pop culture and novels. And in um, Steve Hillard's novel, Mirkwood, a novel about J.R.R. Tolkien, there's a physical, there's a fictional character modeled loosely after Stanley, and he is described as the Henry Ford of psychedelics. <laughs> and so Ford is one, oh, of the, so, one of the characters, yeah. Yeah. And then the wall of sound. Um, I just thought it was kind of interesting, like... All the wall these of sound would be something that Douglas Adams would 
Wood put into one of his books. He was obsessed with gadgetry and music. He was a musician. He loved rock and roll mm-hmm. and um, computers. So the wall of sound, I could imagine, would really appeal to him. And his, um, there was a radio broadcast of this book in 1978, mm-hmm. and it was the first spoken comedy broadcast in stereo. Oh, I didn't know that. Because he was obsessed with sound. sound, And he wanted it to be in stereo, and the sound effects were a big part of that radio broadcast. Um, Well, this was, it was was a radio program before it was a book. The radio program was concurrent? No, the radio program was so popular that they asked him to write a book. Oh. Yeah. I thought they they came out at the same time, though, didn't they? No. Oh. Very close. But the radio program was first. It must have been easy to write a book after writing all of the... No, it wasn't easy for him to write books, and he never met his deadlines. He was famous for being sort of lackadaisical about his deadlines. (laughs) He wanted to be a musician. The concept for this book came when he was hitchhiking through Europe. Mm -hmm. And he had come up with the name before he even went to college or something, or during college. And then it filed back into the back of his brain mm-hmm. and it came back later and it came out what else did you find out so Kimmy? um <laughs> there's a big story behind ken kesey and the merry pranksters um they and it, this is another rabbit hole so they decided they were going to take this trip across america and during that time they kesey became obsessed with the beatles Mm-hmm. And the, oh, the, Douglas Adams was obsessed with the Beatles, too. Sorry, go ahead. So Kesey got it in his head that they needed to get in touch with the Beatles. They had to meet the Beatles <laughs> and tell them that they had to record um, a story, or not a story, they had to record an album about this journey. Okay, so further was this bus. It was the name of the bus. Um and Keezy uh, called Further's, Keezy said Further's destination could only be reached through the expansion of one's own perception of reality. <laughs> so they're on this mission to reach the Beatles and tell them, you've got to write, you know, you need to write this music and this blah, 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 blah. And um, Keezy's vision came to fruition loosely in Sgt. Pepper's. Oh, but Kesey never met them. They never met. They never met the Beatles. They right. never, that message was never delivered. So there was like some weirdo psychic connection Cosmic there. connection. So I just thought, you know, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you're trying to find out what the ultimate question to life is, the universe and everything. Right. Which is 42. And I think that, you know, you can only reach that answer through the expansion of your own perception of reality. <laughs> She's got the answer. That was my, that was my very, very long rabbit hole. <laughs> and a nod to good old Owsley Bear, who did wonderful, wonderful things. That was deep. That was a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> well, the 60s and... and I mean, that time was kind of a magical time. People, I mean, Owsley, he handed out, a, I mean, literally handed out many, many doses of acid, like thousands. Right. 
maybe hundreds of thousands. It was kind of his mission. Interesting. Anyway. So, um, Ziggy's here with us. Is Ziggy on camera? Ziggy, say hi. Is the is the rig still going? It's still. Hey, Ziggy. Okay. Speak. Ziggy, <laughs> speak. <laughs> to whom? <laughs> Good boy. Do you want so, a treat? Do you want a treat? Ziggy's getting treats. Um, so when Douglas Adams was asked about w the meaning of the answer 42, um, this is what he said. The answer to this is very simple. It was a joke. It had to be a number, an ordinary number, smallish number. And I chose that one. Binary representations, base 13, Tibetan monks, all are complete nonsense. I sat on my desk, <laughs> stared into the garden and thought, 42 will do. I typed it in. End of story. Okay. So fans of the book and fans of science fiction and fans of music and fans of Douglas Adams, they've all, since the book was written, since the radio program went out, have been trying to figure out... The question to 42, the answer to life, universe, and everything. And he's basically so saying it doesn't mean anything. It just sounds good. It's just, it sounded funny to me. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so in the book, uh, how far did you get in the book? Um, I got a little more than a quarter of the way through. It's not very long. It's not, and it's not it a hard days. read. And no. that was that was today. <laughs> <laughs> ADHD. Waiting to the last minute because it's exciting. Woohoo! Woohoo! Deep thought. Was it the computer that was designed to answer the question? Answer the question was Earth, though, wasn't it? Yes. And all the inhabitants on it. Right. right? Um, and, but it was. A funny part of the book I marked. Hold on. Who's a handsome boy? Ooh. We'll edit this out of the audio, but you guys on the Facebook page <laughs> are watching me flail. Um, the philosophers. Did you didn't get that far? No. Hold on. I read the Wikipedia Cliff Notes version, though. So they um, are getting ready to program the computer to answer the question. And um, they're, the philosophers show up, and they don't want the answer to the question. And, and I'll just read this. How come? I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Patience. I'm having patience. You just let the machines get on with the adding up. And we'll take care of the eternal verities. Thank you very much. You want to check your legal position. You do, mate. Under law, the quest for ultimate truth is quite clearly the inalienable prerogative of your working thinkers. Any bloody machine goes and actually finds it, and we're straight out of a job, aren't we? I mean, what's the use of our sitting up half the night arguing that there may or may not be a god if this machine only goes and gives you his bleeding phone number the next morning? Um, so they demand rigidly defined oh. areas of doubt and uncertainty to keep the philosophers working. <laughs> I just thought that was so hilarious. To keep them employed and busy. 
Right. So that's why she takes um, seven and a half million years to answer the question or to come. Yeah. To, to answer the question that they don't know what it is um, so that the philosophers can stay in work. And it it reminded me a little bit of of a religion. Like she said, OK, go ahead. I'm, you've got seven and a half million years mm-hmm. to think about me coming up with the answer. Right. And these two guys basically went off and created whole religions out of this, getting ready for the answer. But she gave them seven and a half million years. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, I just thought that was a funny passage. Go, go do what you're going to do. And yeah, I'll give, I'll give you some time. Um, anyway, so we'll take a break there. We're going to end our live feed. I don't know why I keep doing hands. That's really weird. Hands? Are you, are you, never mind. I was going to make a political. Like what? What did Trump say about uh, uh, O'Rourke using his hands? What's wrong with that guy? Is there something wrong with him? Which was hilarious because. because... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to. Th- you guys saw that. We didn't even have to. Dis- we didn't oh, have we didn't to- have to describe it. We didn't have to describe what we did. Oh, that's kind of a new dimension. I won't have to go. Kim's making a weird face right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you want to uh, hear the rest of the podcast, you'll need to go like listen to it because Doug wants to be done filming us. <laughs> you can't see Doug's face, but he's, he's like this. this. Thank you, Doug, for all your help. All right. We'll take a break right there. We'll be back. Bye. Yeah.
back. <laughs> the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a sort of electronic book. It tells you everything you need to know about anything. That's its job. Arthur turned it over nervously in his hands. I like the cover, he said. Don't panic. It's the first helpful or intelligible thing anybody said to me all day. <laughs> oh, I love that part. I want to not panic. Too. Don't panic. Um, so I have some facts about the number 42, if you'd like to hear Oh, that. yes, I do. Um, Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, died when he was 42. Oh. Oh, how? don't remember. Sorry, I'll try not to have too many questions. Probably... No, I mean, the whole point of this is to figure out what the question is. What if the question is, how did Prince Albert die? For, for, no, that doesn't make sense either. Go. Doctor Who episode 42 lasts for 42 minutes. Really? Yes. <gasps> it's a Doctor Who Easter egg with the hitchhikers. Oh, I love that kind of stuff. Well, and also Douglas Adams... Um, Wrote a couple with Doctor Who episodes. Did he really? Of course he did. Were they on time? I don't know. Get it? <laughs> Get it? Time. Time. Time, time, time. Okay, Elvis died when he was 42. Mm. On the toilet. You know that I one. I know. That's not pretty. Nothing about that was pretty. No. The Even the way he looked was not pretty. We're so sad. A Big Mac has 42% of your recommended daily allowance of salt. Wow. <laughs> one sandwich? One sandwich. Oh, my goodness. You're, you're going to like this one. The three best-selling albums of all time, Michael Jackson's Thriller, ACDC Back in Black, and Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon are all 42 minutes long. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And I fact-checked that one. When did Dark Side of the Moon came come out? That was mid mid late seventies. Yeah, hmm. I remember my parents having it, and I was maybe six. Okay, five, something like that. All right, in the Book of Revelations thirteen Ooh. five, it is prophesied that the beast will hold dominion over the earth for forty two months. 42 months? So this got me thinking, and I put in parentheses in my notes, Trump, question mark? Because 42 months is t is just, what, six months shy of four years. Ooh, that's creepy. 42 months. Should we just start calling him the Beast? The Beast. I, I'm down with that. But spelled B-E-E-S-T? <laughs> B-Beast. B-Beast. <laughs> Beast. Okay. I am. What do, you, what, what do you want for me? Guys, we were just live. Some of you may know. And all of you know because we just recorded the first part of the thing and we were so not ourselves. I feel like we're back. It's been mere Be seconds and we're back. <laughs> we're free. We're free. So Douglas Adams was a huge fan of Lewis Carroll. Aww. And Lewis Carroll had a 42 obsession. He did a lot of things in, with 42. He mentioned it in, in a few of his different books. And specifically in Alice in Wonderland, um, there are 42 Lewis Carroll illustrations. Oh, that's illustrations interesting. In also, Lewis Carroll was, you know, he did some drugs. Right. Yeah. And Alice, mushrooms, just saying, back to the psychedelics. What other episode were we mentioning Alice a lot? Oh, the archetypes. The archetypes, yeah, yeah. Because even the story of Alice in Wonderland was 
Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to that one, guys. I think it was episode 30. Deep things. There are Easter eggs buried deep within Whoa. the earth. Who needs deep thought when you've got deep things in your earth? All right. <laughs> in a three by three by three cube where the numbers one through 27 are all written at intersecting points, each column, each row, and each pillar add up to 42. Wow. And so I fact-checked that one, too. Like, Did you? Did yeah. you draw it? I didn't draw it, but I looked at a drawing of it okay. with the numbers in there. And each way you could think of added up to 42. Three by three by three. Three by three by three. Cube. Threes. Threes are important, too. Threes, threes are another, like, archetypical symbol that travel through humanity. Oh, yeah. The Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Other ones. There's a bunch of other ones I can't remember right now, but threes are big, threes and sevens. All right, Jackie Robinson wore number 42. Yes, when I told Paul, I'm like, and I told him what we were going to do tonight, and I said, yeah, so the, I guess 42 is like the answer to the big question, you know, what, of questions of the universe. And he goes, well, it's Jackie Robinson's number. I'm all, okay. What, what if Jackie Robinson is the question? Is he the question or the answer? Well, no, 42 is the answer. We're looking for the question. Oh, Jackie Robinson. Didn't he live in Pasadena? He did. Yeah, he There's did. a statue of him at the Rose Bowl because he played football at Pasadena City College. That's It was called right. something else back then. And then he went to the UCLA Olympics, or? didn't he? I don't know. Anyway, there's a football statue of him at um, the park in front of the Rose Bowl and also the um, we have a park named for him here in Pasadena, Jackie Robinson Park and then um, there's a baseball diamond by the Rose Bowl also that's the Jackie Robinson He his family and he went to um, Muir, sorry. He went to John Muir and mm-hmm. his family um, they were neighbors with Grandma Honey oh, Grandma yeah. Honey knew Mac Robinson Aww. his little brother his little brother. Yeah, right? Mac. Mm-hmm. Younger. <clears throat> yeah. Aw. Grandma, honey. <coughs> All right. Next Next thing about 42. Pardon. Things are in my throat. Fox Mulder from the X-Files, his apartment Ooh. number that he lived in was number 42. Oh. 42 degrees is the angle at which a rainbow appears mm. from light refracting through the water molecules. It has to be 42 degrees. And that's when a rainbow appears. Wow. Are you getting tripped out your face right now? Because rainbows are psychedelic. Like LSD. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry. I'm going to bring everything back to, to, LSD. to bear. Yeah. This one's for Mary, who was on our show a couple weeks ago. In Egyptian mythology, there are 42 questions asked of persons making their journey through death. Oh, 42 questions. I wonder what they are. I didn't look that up. Ooh. Uh, 42nd Street in New York City has many landmarks. The Chrysler Building, Mm -hmm. Grand Central Terminal, Main um, New York Public Library, Times Square, Headquarters of the United Nations, and also there's a movie, a song, and a musical named 42nd Street. 42nd Street. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now, this one was just recently discovered. 42 is the value of the Hubble constant. Ooh. 
that means that the Hubble constant measures how quickly objects in the universe are receding from each other, a natural outcome of the Big Bang that created the universe. It helps determine the age of the universe. Isn't it speeding up, though? I thought I did hear that. Yeah, I think it's speeding up. Well, it's anyway, going right now it's 42. I'll go with that because I'm not interested. And the scientists in who figured it out were completely astounded going, this can't be true. So I only wrote down the ones that interested me. When I looked up different 42s, there were hundreds of them. Huh. It's a very popular, it's very popular in pop culture um, with writers for some reason. Comedians think it's really funny to say 42. That was the name 42. Of oh, that was the name of your union. 42. 42. What happened in your life when you were 42? Oh, God, that was a hard year. 42 was a hard year. Yeah. Yeah, for me. Very difficult. It's a hard one for me, too. Yeah. Like one of the hardest ever yeah, in the history of my life. Wow. Yeah. It was like a crossing, like a rainbow. Mm, I wouldn't call a it really a rainbow. really spiky... Filled with broken <laughs> glass and lightning and dynamite like rainbow. Like a totally bad trip. <laughs> oh, here she goes. Oh, here she goes. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. So I thought we could maybe ask each other questions. And I haven't thought of any. But like, if you were going to ask a question, the big question, what do you think it would be? And I'll try and answer yours, and then I'll ask you one, and you try and answer mine. Like, what's my big question? Yeah, like, what do you think the big question of the universe, life, and everything is? Excuse me, Besides, life, like, universe, the meaning everything. of life. Like, it that's could be kind that. kind of... Oh, gosh, I haven't thought about that. Have you thought about it? I mean, I have thought about it at points in my life. I thought I had it figured out, and then it, that was wrong, but maybe it was just figured out for that moment. Maybe it always changes. Yeah. For my own life, I thought I finally understood why we were all here the day that Quinn was born. Oh. And I looked at his face and fell madly in love with him, and I went, oh, I get it now. Right. This is why we're here procreating and living and eating and breathing and... To make more of ourselves. Right. But just that love. It was more the love than just procreating. It was more like... The love was the meaning. The love, yeah. That magical, right, m mysterious, unseen energy that... That was completely unexpected, and I had no idea mm -hmm. I could feel that way. It, it makes me wonder, like, it's such a powerful, powerful feeling. It, ha it has to ripple somehow. Mm-hmm. It's an energy that has to go into the universe. At mm -hmm. least that's what I believe. That's what I choose to believe is right. that, you know, that's the stuff that goes out into the world and changes things. Oh. <clears throat> Interesting. Maybe the bad stuff, too. But I'd like to focus on the love and the yeah. compassion. Me, too. So, What yeah. do you think the meaning of life is? I don't know. Just life in general? Like all of the life everywhere? I mean, the biggest existential, excuse me, 
existential question you could ask. What would it be? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one, Cass. <laughs> I, like, I'm on the spot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess what, what's what's the best we can do what is what's the key what is the what is sometimes i think of okay i'm not a religious person no me either. um i think i am a spiritual person mm-hmm. because i have lots and lots of questions um and they're never truly answered to my liking i think right. the big questions the existential questions but um so yeah, why? What's the right way to be? What is the what is the best? Ooh. What is the bestest, rightest, most glorious way to be in the world? Wow, you know, that's a good one. <clears throat> Carlos Santana said, "I, oh God, how did this quote go?" I reflect your light, basically. My job is to reflect your light. And that hit me really hard. Like, oh, God, you're right. You know, to see the best in somebody and to reflect that back into the universe. Mm -hmm. And and also to absorb it. But to keep it moving. Right. Keep it moving. However. Oh, that's powerful. I like it. Carlos Santana. Probably did acid. (laughs) So. <laughs> Probably Owlsley's. <clears throat> What's your question, Cass? My question... I mean, mine goes even deeper than just how should I be, but, like, what does it all mean? Does it mean anything? Or are we just clumps of flesh? Just organic bits doing like, our thing? are we putting too much meaning into something that should be much more simple? Mm, overthinking right (laughs) and that might be something personal that I'm going through like it's you know because I'm not a religious person and I do think that when we die we die and that there's blackness that's really truly what I think but my mind is constantly going well what does this life mean then and then I'm like well if my death doesn't really mean anything like what yeah, I don't know. But then if we if we have the answers to those questions, do we alter it? Right. Would I live differently <clears throat> if I knew that, like, there was a heaven? I don't believe that. But if, if I knew that there was. Or that your job was to put X, Y, and Z into the world or to behave a certain way or right. to um, that there was something at the end so to speak right it's like schrodinger's cat right exactly <clears throat> and it's my it's sort of my theory about religion anyway is like some people need the framework of religion to keep themselves in order and uh, and place value on their own existence without right. having to really think about it like oh i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing i'm going to church and i'm Right. Praising God or whatever. I've got the answers. I don't need to dig. I don't need to think about the answers. I don't need to think about them. I I wish that I had that. Do you? No. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes. 
sometimes it would be really nice to just be like, just fuck not it. Think this is what's well. That's what meditations are. Right? <laughs> but I mean, not thinking the like. I do meditation to further that idea that okay, I am a good person and it's okay that I'm here and there is meaning on my life, and I don't have to constantly be thinking about all of it. So. I don't even know what my question is. It's more like, I guess, it, like, what's the meaning? And is there meaning? It's funny that we, I think, human beings are predisposed to search for meaning. We want to know why, 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 why. How, most of the time, but why? Why, 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 why? why? That's why? always my first, you know, like, well, why? Why did that Oh, there's a passage in the book about this. (laughs) Hold on. It's really funny. Oh. So this is towards the end, and Arthur Dent has the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and he's gone back to his room to read it, to get, to bone up on the galaxy. And he comes across this entry. It says, the history of every major galactic civilization tends to pass through three distinct and recognizable phases, those of survival, inquiry, and sophistication, otherwise known as the how, why, and where phases. For instance, the first phase is characterized by the question, how can we eat? The second, by the question, why do we eat? And the third, by the question, where shall we have lunch? Which is always the hardest question to answer anyway. Where shall we have lunch? Oh, Lord. Um, I also wanted to read my favorite part of the book, if you don't mind. Of Kimmy. course, please. Where is it? Oh. I only got through the first, you know, quarter-ish of the book. And I was like, oh, but that. Oh, but that. There's, There's like so much all in All kinds of just little bits and pieces to think about and things that just kind of got me off the rails right. you know like the whole towel thing oh yeah the towel mm-hmm. like it made me think of digger if you're listening um always carried a uh, sarong with him yeah a sarong because it was a towel and it was all of those things right. listed in the book and i'm like i wonder if he read this book <laughs> this is weird you know what i love bringing with me when i travel is like a big but thin scarf mm-hmm um, I can use it as a scarf. I can yep. use it as a blanket. I can use it as a towel if I really need it. I love it on an airplane because can I can either snuggle it. up. I can use it as a pillow. Mm-hmm. I love You can bringing. wipe your nose on it. I really could if I needed to. You can to. put it over your face. I've done that before. Yes. I, I could, you know, ward off a attack by a raging bull. Yes. As long, yeah, as long as it's not red. Not red. Yeah, you're right. Um, Okay, so here's my favorite part of the book. Another thing that got forgotten was the fact that against all probability, a sperm whale had suddenly been called into existence several miles above the surface of an alien planet. And since this is not a naturally tenable position for a whale, (laughs) this poor innocent creature had very little time to come to terms with its identity as a whole, before it then had to come to terms with not being a whale anymore. This is a complete record of its thought from the moment it began its life till the moment it ended it. Oh. Ah, what's happening? It thought. Ah, excuse me, who am I? 
Hello? Why am I here? What's my purpose in life? What do I mean by who am I? <laughs> Calm down. Get a grip now. Oh, this is an interesting sensation. What is it? It's a sort of yawning, tingling sensation in my, my, well, I suppose I'd better f start finding names for things if I want to make any headway in what, for the sake of what I shall call an argument, I shall call the world. So let's call it my stomach. Good. Ooh, it's getting quite strong. And hey, what about this whistling, roaring sound going past what I'm suddenly going to call my head? Perhaps I can call that wind. Is that a good name? It'll do. Perhaps I can find a better name for it later when I found out what it's for. It must be something very important because there certainly seems to be a hell of a lot of it. <laughs> hey, what's this thing? This. Let's call it a tail. Yeah, tail. Hey, I can really thrash it about pretty good, can't I? Wow. Wow. That feels great. Doesn't seem to achieve very much, but I'll probably find out what it's for later on. Now I have to build up any coherent picture of things yet. Wait, now have I built up any coherent picture of things yet? No, never mind. Hey, this is really exciting. So much to find out about. So much to look forward to. I'm quite dizzy with anticipation. Or is it wind? There really is a lot of that now, isn't there? And wow! Hey, what's this thing suddenly coming toward me very fast? <laughs> very, very fast. So big and flat and round. It needs a big, wide-sounding name like... Ow! Row! Ground! <laughs> ground! That's it! That's a good name! Ground! I wonder if it'll be friends with me. And that, and the rest, after a sudden wet thud, was silence. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Poor whale! <laughs> it didn't live long enough to know that it was dying anyway, so right. it led a really exciting, like, 30 second life a curious love a life filled with questions <laughs> who am i what am i doing here and <laughs> and inventions of words so what i i hadn't read this since i was maybe 23 24 or something um there are references in here you know this book was written in the late 70s mm -hmm. um that Radiohead has used for song titles. Oh, really? And so, you know, there's oh. a paranoid android is the robot uh -huh. that's depressed. Um, and myxomatosis is in here. So that was a cool thing that I've discovered now as an adult. I mean, I was an adult then when I read it. But looking back, like knowing that, you know, this right. was maybe Tom York's favorite book. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. <gasps> it's a thing we share. Isn't it cool to read things again when you're older and you it, you digest it differently? Because you know more. Right, exactly. You know, you've got more life experience. and That's what I was going to say, made... that I realized now when I was younger, it was the comedy that appealed to me. Mm -hmm. And old as I'm older, I'm reading it thinking, oh, this is a philosophy book. Right, yeah. This is a man who was wondering who he was in a very funny way. Uh-huh. But I hadn't got that the first time. I was more interested in all the little funny bits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so well written. It is. It's so entertaining. Yes. All the all the words. Like there's just so many fun words. Yes. The made up words, but also the regular words. And he's British, so there's you know weirdo words that we don't use here in America. 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 <laughs> like Kofif. 
and Kofefi? <laughs> Kofefi? I mean, here in America, we use all the best words, the biggest words. They're huge. They're huge. <laughs> They're huge. Fabulous. Hands out. <coughs> okay, well. we're, you know, brilliant. We're, we're just... <laughs> We're so brilliant. We've run out of things to say. My mind was like, for those of you who remember card catalogs in the library. Oh, yeah. In my mind, I pulled out a card catalog drawer about 10 miles long with all of Trump's faux pas in them. And I just started kind of digging through them, you know, just fingering through them. And I couldn't find one that worked right away. (laughs) There were so many to go through. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. color code them. Any last thoughts about The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Okay, you guys are going to go live right now. What? What are you talking about? You're on. We're live again? Any last thoughts? Did you set up the camera somewhere? Just one. Oh, where is it? (gasps) Where is this camera? Oh my gosh, he was over there. (gasps) Oh, I see it. It's right there. Oh, we were about to end the show. Oh, there it is. Any last thoughts? Hey, Kimmy. Any last thoughts? (laughs) I have all kinds of thoughts. Um, Are they deep thoughts? They are. Yeah, typically. They're really deep thoughts. They are. I like your, I like the, um, show the people your, your, um, paper clips. Oh, my color-coded paper clips? Yeah. So, I like doing this instead of dog earring because then I can put the paper clip right at the paragraph right where, where I want to start. To yeah. Very good. Yeah. That's also why I like paper bu- paper paperback. Oh. Paper pa- pa- poop. Paperback writer. Paperback writer. Well, it's a it's a great book. I'm going to finish it. You should watch the movie too. The movie's pretty good. Not Is as it? good as the book, obviously, but um I like most death in the book. He plays um, Ford, and he's really good. Ford Perfect? Ford Prefect. Prefect? Isn't it Prefect? I thought it... What? Uh-oh. Have you got my brain? I might have. Sometimes when I read, I get the word, the letters Hold on. Let me mixed turn up. some... Is it loud? Pages. Is it loud enough for you? Oh, no, Ziggy gave me a there. kiss after you no. tried to bite me. <laughs> Poured. Poured. <laughs> Poured. Poured. Prefect. Prefect. Okay, I believe you. That would be easy to think that it's perfect, though. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> hi, bye. Where it's pretty <laughs> awkward when the cameras are on. It makes us feel weird. <laughs> Weirder, huh, Zig? Look us up all over the web and subscribe and leave reviews and tell your friends and and hug each other and ask each other a big question. Yeah. And think about Jackie Robinson because I think we just decided that he's the question. He's the question. All right. Wave goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yes! <laughs> tell him, Ziggy. That was perfect, Ziggy.
this So sad that it should come to this We try to warn you all, but oh dear You may not share our intellect Which might explain your disrespect For all the natural wonders that grow around you So long, so long, and thanks for all of this The world's about to be destroyed There's no point getting all annoyed Lie back and let the planet dissolve Despite those nets of tuna feats We thought that most of you were sweet Especially tiny tops in your pregnant women So long, so long, so long, so long, so long